The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Welcome, folks, to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your hosts. And to my right is a man who I believe is becoming more and more convinced to become a Colorado Buffaloes fan. We got Dustin Henry. Dustin, <laughs> how are you doing tonight? Coach Prime is my coach. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going? I just got back from a lovely dinner at Bellini's counter, or Bellini's. Straight up Bellinis with my dad and my mm. sister. Uh, I might fall asleep on the on the podcast. Cannoli uh, cannoli cake put me over the edge. Put me over the edge. But I like it. I like it. I feel like WCW Nitro with this old 805 start time we got going. I feel like we're on the, uh, the Superstation. <laughs> How are you tonight, well, sir? <laughs> well, we just might be. We just might be. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. And I think I have a I have a reason – another reason why – you would want Coach Prime as your coach, and you might want to be following the Colorado Buffaloes. But before we do that, we just want to remind you about our socials right down here. It's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And they're scarcely used TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ. Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. Dustin, actually, before we get to that, I just want to remind you to smash that like button if you're watching on Facebook and on TikTok or on YouTube, YouTube, damn it! YouTube, <laughs> we want your we want to remind you to smash that like button, and to smash it responsibly. So I've been working hard, Dustin, mm-hmm. to get some more to get more subscribers to to No Creatures Required. We are now three subscribers away from the magic three hundred. Oh come on, get us over three hundred! This go. is Sparta. There's no credentials required. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to say that when we hit 300, you know it's gonna happen. Oh, I'll have Come. something. I'll have something in mind. <laughs> All uh, right. When we hit 300. Come uh, on, Zach okay. Snyder. We know you're out there. You're not directing the DCEU anymore. You got time. You're watching the show. <laughs> right. We know you're a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the on the audio side, you want to subscribe to the podcast in a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart, wherever you podcast. Also, rate and review. Five stars is the preferred number of stars to to rate. And also, if you can, if you're able to on your plat- respective platform, review. We might even read it on the air, even if it's gross, even if it's disgusting, even if it's the most deplorable thing I've ever read. I will still read it on the air. <laughs> and because this is a live show, tonight's show is live. We want you to engage with the show. We want your comments. I know Dustin, you've been waiting eight days for that magical, magical sound. Oh, have I have. That's right. We want your algorithmic engagement comments. That's and that gives the, gives the people a reason why to watch this show. It'll show up in their feed because the algorithms are funny with YouTube and we just want people to know that this program exists. It's a great program. I say so myself. I'm sure you sure Dustin agrees. Oh, this, yeah. is a great, this is a great show. It's a high qu- it's quality talk show. It's a, it's a high quality sports yeah. show. Complete, complete unbiased opinion. Of course, of course, you know, no bias anywhere. And, uh, you know, we want the weird, funny YouTube algorithms to help you find our funny. And your comments help us do that. So please help us yeah. reward Ryan's hard work on the drive to 500. Uh, and we're getting <laughs> to three. So we're, we're close. We're, clo- yeah. we're closing in. We, we want to get to 300 by the end of the month. And we want to get to 500 by the end of the year. So we're working really, really hard to get this show noticed out there. We want subscribers. We want you to, when we do live shows, we want you to engage. 
and again it shows make sure people it'll show up on people's feed and we'll uh and we'll do our best to uh give you some high quality content whether it be live on youtube or on your morning drive down to work oh yeah you can watch the replay anytime or we can yep. you've, we've got audio files for your ears and uh-huh. you can uh you know tune in each week to see which name i'll get wrong Will I call Sam Weish Frank Wycheck? You'll you'll never know. Unless will you, you call D- Will you call Deion Sanders Bernie Sanders? You never know. <laughs> if you look at the numbers, the probability is high. <laughs> if you want, I, I need my pudding. I need my pudding. I need, make sure it's from Vermont cows. But since since we, I'm talking about Prime, before we get into our main subject, which is NFL Week Two reactions, oh, there goes my camera. There we go. <laughs> That hurt a little bit. Oh, Before man. we get to NFL Week Two reactions, Dustin, I've got—I know you're—you're—you're you're, you're kind of on the fence mm-hmm. as to who your college football team's going to be. And I know you're kind of hemming and hawing I as am to whether or not to become a Colorado Buffaloes fan. But there's <laughs> one other reason. There's one other reason why you should become a Colorado Buffaloes fan because Coach Prime is the coach. Deion Sanders was once an Albany Colony Yankees. Oh uh, man, an that's Albany right. Uniform. With the Jerry curl and everything. <laughs> oh man, everybody lo- everybody loved those Jerry curls back in the day. But I don't think somehow I don't think neither either you or I had the capability to do that. <laughs> I no. don't think we could pull off the Jerry. Well, curl. I certainly don't have that capability now unless <laughs> yeah. I put on a wig. Yeah, man. All right, yeah. Dustin. Let's get into NFL Week Two. We're going to talk about the. We're going to go dissect things that happen in Week Two. But and let's start off with our favorite, uh, with our number one subject, which is always the biggest upset. Dustin, what was the biggest upset in your mind this week? Because I honestly don't have any in mind. I pretty much okay. saw these games coming down the road. All these results, I kind of thought were coming down the road. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have an upset this week. What was your biggest upset? All right. I'll fill a little time. I'll vamp a little bit here. I, I like you, I didn't have a game that stuck out to me, but upon a little bit of self-reflection, because that's what we do in life and on the show, the more I thought about it, I thought that the Packers should have beaten the Falcons. And I, and I thought that the Falcons, you know, this is kind of the blueprint they used last year. They, they stayed competitive in games and really, you know, I'm kind of mystified at how it happened. Um, but but let me just say general thoughts on week two so far, um, easily better than week one matchup-wise. There were a lot of compelling games, and even the games that started out as you thought they were going to be blowouts, they ended up becoming interesting. But, I mean – you know, um, a lot of people probably predict what game I'm going to pick for most exciting game this week, and I'm not going to go in the direction that you think, so that's a little teaser. But the Falcons continue to win without using their high-value draft picks. And maybe I'm maybe I'm the crazy one because I have been railing on Arthur Smith for for – since the end of last year and into this about not using his draft picks. Why is he relying so much on Tyler Algiers? Why don't, why don't you give the ball to Bijan Robinson, your, your bell cow draft pick in these, in these like pressure situations and they just continue to win games. So I guess I have to shut my mouth, but Kyle Pitts continues to be invincible. Now they did use Drake London. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure your fantasy team, you're a little happy that they finally used Drake London there. But yeah, you- I was. Unfortunately, I lost, but yeah, I kind of yeah, was. And actually, we've, I wasn't we've, it up. <laughs> we've got our, our guy Stacy Morgan from the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. He covers the he covers the Atlanta Falcons. Says, What's up, guys? Love that my Falcons are two and zero. hope to see three and zero this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, rise up, Atlanta. Yeah, with this, with this, you never know, and that division is very winnable. But I still yeah. thought the Packers should have won this game, and it looked like they were going to, but they kept the Falcons kept themselves in the game, and then they come away with the win. So not a huge yeah. upset, as you pointed out, but it still, in my opinion, was an upset. You know, I got an early hot take. I just thought of this. I, I've got an early. I would say. Hot take, I, I guess I would say. Hot take. Right. Stir in the pot. You stirring up that gumbo. gumbo. 
Getting that gumbo going, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the NFC South is going to. We talked about the NFC South being kind of a dumpster fire to, before yeah. the season began, but I'm kind of seeing this now with three teams, three teams. Yeah. At two and zero, oh, this yeah. might be low the low key fun most fun division to watch race to watch. This oh, for season. sure. For sure, it's been it's been surprising, and for what and I know that they lost on Monday Night Football, okay. But the Carolina Panthers, they haven't looked completely lost out there. No, you know they've got some fight in them. Yeah, they've got some fight. So so that bodes well for the future of you know Bryce Young. He's looked okay. He's looked okay there. Um, he, he still needs some light. He still needs some protection up front. But oh, otherwise. For sure. For sure, he's an all right. But they're not. They're not a uh, doormat. They're gonna put up. They're gonna yeah. put up some fight in games. So that leaves this NFC South division extremely competitive. Uh, very early start to the season. Very small sample size. But we may have read this division a little a little wrongly. Uh, it could be one of the most competitive divisions down the stretch to watch. For sure. For sure. All right, Dustin. Biggest disappointment. I'm going to lead off this one. Oh yeah, lead you off. You know what's coming. Yeah, I you do. You know what's coming. I have a I'm gonna, feeling. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take some control here. Oh yeah. Go on the big screen. Going? We're going to the big screen. <laughs> We're going big screen, Ryan here. <laughs> I broke this down on Snowman in the morning on Monday. I also mentioned this on Victory Monday. I mean, ooh, oh no, we suck again Monday with my buddy Dan. But the New York Jets game plan on offense, God, oh, God help you, God help you, Nathaniel Hackett. I'm going to summarize this. You can watch the clips I, I posted on, on already on Victory Monday and on uh, Snowman in the Morning. Look, we're going to summarize here. Nathaniel Hackett did not run the football. He did not play to Zach Wilson's strength, which is set up the run to get the pass, roll out, roll out passing plays. Let help him, you know, RPOs. And it also just seems, I just had this, I came to this conclusion the other day. It seems as if the organization is still babying Zach Wilson. They're not letting him take chances. They're making him play safe on purpose because again, we all know the New York media, Dustin, you and I know the New York media is ruthless. Oh at yeah. Times. Absolutely positively cutthroat ruthless will leave you will will knock you down and leave you to die in the middle of the desert this it's you gotta you gotta let the kid grow up i mentioned last year i wrote an article on billyupsports.com i may have to rehash it on another article about uh, on a new article for the defending zach wilson because he did all right all the way up for the for the second second quarter he's he's getting comfortable and all of a sudden, the third quarter, the fourth quarter, the whole game plan game plan changed, and things fell apart, especially late when he threw those three straight interceptions on three consecutive series. Listen, Jets management, coaching staff, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, love you guys, love what you love what you've been doing, but you got to take the training wheels off this kid. You got to let him make mistakes so he learns from them. You got to let him take chances with the football. His best game was. I think week four or week five or six of 2021 against the Tennessee Titans. That was his best game period. Arguably you could say the, the Buffalo bills game last year in week eight was his, was his or week nine was his best game too. And the one in Pittsburgh, when he came back from the knee injury in week four, he hasn't had a good game since. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like your this organization is, is going to do this is going to the same cycle over again. We've seen it with Mark Sanchez. We've seen it with Geno Smith. We've seen it with Sam Darnold, and now we're seeing with Zach Wilson. You're letting a franchise, a potential franchise quarterback, fall apart, not giving him a chance to succeed, and that's going to be the downfall of, of the Jets again if they continue. The, if, if, if they continue this, and again, guess what's coming down the pike, fellas? The New England Patriots, who you've lost 14 yeah. games consecutive games to, and if you don't get a game plan together that Zach Wilson can work with, this season is for, is lost. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't want to throw in the you don't want to throw in the per- proverbial towel that early, but and no. and uh, I'll just I have a brief thought because I am not as well versed with the Jets as you are. You live and die with this team. I respect you. Um, I know you know a lot more, but I started to think because I was 
I, you know, not just because you're my co-host and friend, uh, you're a long suffering Jets fan. I was very excited, mostly for you to see what this season would be. And I was also rooting for them to do well with Aaron Rodgers and everything. But you have to start to wonder, okay, much has been made about what Nathaniel Hackett did in Denver with Russell Wilson. And they bring him into New York and he has his own personality. Apparently Aaron Rodgers, big fan. It's a big reason why they brought him in, Mm -hmm. but you have to start to wonder, at least I do, because there's been rumors that the jets are going to go out and try to get somebody like Kirk cousins, if he's even available. And I am not convinced. I am not a hundred percent convinced that that would make a difference because I am starting to think that maybe part of the reason that that Nathaniel Hackett was successful with Aaron Rodgers is because of Aaron Rodgers. He mm-hmm. wasn't able to make it work with Jeff, with Russell Wilson, and he is not, as you pointed out, and in my opinion, he didn't play to Russell Wilson's strengths last year after all no. of his talking about how he was going to sit down with Russ and he was going to – he was going to design the plays, and Russ was also out there saying, oh, now I have the chance to play free and play the way I want to. Well, Russ, maybe you should have let Pete continue to do what he was doing with you. Um, but it seems that he's also not playing into Zach Wilson's strengths, as you just so eloquently described. So I'm starting to wonder if they brought in another quarterback how much of the problem is with Nathaniel Hackett? And I have nothing personal mm-hmm. against the guy, but you have to start no, to I. wonder, does he have the ability to coach the quarterbacks and play into their strengths? Because I'm starting to question whether he does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had my say enough with the Jets on what they should do. Dustin, who was your biggest disappointment this week? My biggest disappointment, and it's not, you know, it might not be the direction that – uh that people think I'm going in, but I didn't have, there was no player or team that stuck out to me um, like a sore thumb this week. Usually there's always something that I can come to and I'm like, Oh, that's my pick for biggest disappointment. But again, upon rewatching some, some parts of the games um, put writing, re looking at my notes, I came up with Deshaun Watson and I'm going to tell you why Deshaun Watson The amount of money that they paid and the amount of capital that they gave up to get Deshaun Watson showed that Cleveland and the management of the Cleveland Brown obviously thought that he was going to be a game changer. He was going to be what their team needed to get over the hump. And much like the New York Jets, the New York Jets defense is better than the Cleveland Browns. Okay, I'm not I'm not out here comparing the two. But the Browns and, and, and Dustin's not blowing smoke just to make me happy. He, yeah. this is his honest assessment. Yeah, the Browns do have a good defense, though, and I yes, think they, they do. And I think they feel like okay, we got we got Nick Chubb. More on that later because they don't for the rest of the season. But we have mm-hmm. Nick Chubb and we have some receiving talent to make some noise. We just need a quarterback, and I think that's why they they ran out and they got him. Deshaun Watson has not looked like the quarterback that they've traded for at any point in his eight games into his Cleveland tenure. And whether you could uh, you could put it to the time off he had for from football, his controversy, his his swirling controversy off the field. But you cannot go 22 of 40 for 235 yards, a pick six on the first play of the game and a fumble lost. For the amount that the Cleveland Browns, they they put their team on the line to get this guy. They, you know, two hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, and he is going to. He, he has not even looked close to what he was with the Houston Texans. Not even close. And I would argue, I don't, I don't remember much about those Texans teams. I think he did a lot to make them what they were, but also Bill O'Brien was the coach of those Texans teams. Was he not? So Mm -hmm. maybe some of it was Bill Bill O'Brien's offensive prowess, but I'll tell you, Deshaun Watson better write the ship quick. And if he doesn't, the Cleveland Browns are in a lot of trouble. I picked them to be a wild card team this, this season. And unless Deshaun starts playing like the player that we knew, 
Uh, it is not going to happen. And I think we better get the idea. Maybe we better start coming to terms or I, I'll put it all on me. I better start coming to terms with the fact that Deshaun Watson just maybe isn't the player that he was anymore. Which brings up a question by our buddy Wonka the Sane, like you, a Patriots, uh, a, a Seahawks fan. Yeah. Which is the worst contract, uh, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? I'm going to go... I'm going to go, my gut instinct says Russell Wilson, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Seahawks fan. I still have love for Russ. I don't feel a lot of the ways that some Seahawks fans feel about Russell Wilson. I'm thankful for what he did in Seattle, but Russell is older, if memory serves. He also, the the Broncos gave up a ton of draft capital to get him as well, and so far, those picks, for the most part, I mean, it's early, but you're going to see some returns on those picks. The early returns, some of those picks we can already determine were hits. And I just think because of Russell Wilson's age and the way that he has played, he has almost looked worse than Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, because Deshaun Watson still gets it done with his legs every once in a while. Russ doesn't run anymore. Yeah, so I, would I would say – preliminary sorry sorry to interrupt you yeah no go ahead i would say preliminarily yes russell wilson has the worst contract because we only have a small sample size of deshaun watson Mm -hmm. right now we he's only playing what i think eight games eight games for the cleveland games since he came over to cleveland from houston Mm -hmm. so we have we don't have the sample size that we do with russell wilson in Denver. And, and yes, you mentioned the age. I think Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson's 32. Deshaun Watson's only 28, I want right, to say. Think, I think something like that. Let's Let's do the see. real-time research on this program. but Okay, I'm, I'm looking up Wilson. You can do All right, Watson. I'm going to watch Deshaun, what, Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson is 28. Okay, Russell Wilson is 34. Oh, I was close. I was close. Yeah, you're very close. You were very close, but that's I got Deshaun Watson though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed Deshaun Watson on the money. So yeah. So right now for my for my money, Wilson's is the worst contract only because of the sample size. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving quickly to the most entertaining game. Dustin, I'm gonna have you lead off for this one. What in your mind, which game in your mind was the most entertaining game? Oh man, well. I was watching I was watching football. I got to say number 1 with a bullet and I didn't think that this was going to be this way. I wrote down Lions Seahawks initially. Um the Lions and the Seahawks, they've played for 3 straight years and let me tell you, I can't take these Lions Seahawks games anymore. <laughs> but 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 anyway, I initially wrote that down and I and I oh, changed I'm coming. It. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. And I changed it. And I'll tell you, I changed it to the Denver Broncos versus the Washington Commanders. This game. Oh, spicy. Yeah, this game. Now, I'll tell you, in my notes, I wrote down, and I don't know why I'm saying I'll tell you. You're you're waiting for me to tell you. But this game, Russell Wilson looked a little bit in the first half. He looked like old school Russell Wilson. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. Seahawks fans like Wonko the Sane and myself, we recognize Russ loved those plays where he would drop back a little bit, run out to his left, and then throw a bomb. And that's what the Broncos did. And they threw a 60-yard bomb on one play. And I'm thinking to myself, Sean Payton is playing to Russ's strengths. He even started using his legs in this game. And the Broncos came out, and they were gangbusters to start the first half of this game. Then the second half happened. And I was watching <laughs> Red Zone. I didn't, I didn't get to see the full thing. But they would cut over to red zone and they'd cut over to this game. And I remember, and I, I, I was like eating pizza. I was, I was writing notes. I was, I was kind of like drifting in and out of the football games, you know, watching different games, writing different things. And I literally remember saying to myself, how the hell did this happen? Because the commanders <laughs> all of a sudden, they started to claw their way back. And I'm going, are they going to, are they going to take this game? And it was all of a sudden, it, it, two things happened at once. The Broncos started to struggle a little bit. And then, and then Jack Del Rio's commander defense started to find their groove a little bit. And Chase Young returned in this game. And let me, I forgot how good Chase Young is. I'm excited to watch 
Chase Young play again. He just looks like an absolute beast to me. But also Brian Robinson running the ball really well in Washington. And then you start to think, has Eric Bieniemy started to put his offensive blueprint on this game? He did a couple of those tight end plays with Washington's tight end that he that he liked to do with Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. You start to recognize some of these plays. He's, he's implementing them into the playbook. And all of a sudden, the commanders storm back into this game, and they take the lead. And then Sean Payton, they throw a Hail Mary at the end of the game, and it gets tipped. And then a Bronco catches it. The, the Broncos tie the game to take it to OT. And then the Commanders win the game. It was a fantastic game. Um, and for, in the second half, Bron the Broncos visibly struggled. And I think their defense got a little tired. I don't know what happened. But early in the season, early in the season now, you had said at the beginning of the year that the NFC East, three teams are going to go to the playoffs. Well, I think the Commanders, they might be for real. If Sam Howell can keep them in games enough, they've got a running game. I like the way they're using Gibson and Brian Robinson in tandem. I've always liked Terry McLaurin as a player. They have Jahan Dotson. The, the, the Commanders aren't the same old Commanders. I think Eric Bieniemy is going to bring some life to this offense, and I've always had a spot for Riverboat Ron as a, as a coach. So, mm -hmm. so that was the most entertaining game for me. What about you, sir? Well, I actually went with your Seattle Seahawks pulling out the win in, in, in Detroit one more oh, time. I mean, last season's last season's Tilly was quite a Tilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing will be able to top that game. Least of which DK no. Metcalf getting carted off so he could go take a dump. <laughs> 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 when you have when you get the running farts, you know it's time. <laughs> but yeah, this game went back and forth. It seesawed. Teams traded scores. Lions came back from a ten point deficit. Took the game into overtime, and Geno Smith throws that touchdown pass to Tyler Lockett that sealed the yes. win. And I know Dustin, you were worried about your Seahawks going into this game. You thought to yourself, it might be pan we might go into we might go into panic mode if they lose this game. But it went up to get the win. When I'm taking that W back to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thrilled with this game. Um, the Lions and Seahawks, I'll tune in anytime they play each other. These two teams, it just seems they match up well with each other. But I will say the defenses in both both on both teams, when they play each other, they can't stop anyone. And early returns on the defense this year. I was talking up. I was optimistic. I said, oh, they graded a lot better than the defense this year or this time last year did in preseason. They've looked better. The defense, uh, I like some of their pickups. I like some of their picks. Still do. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like uh, Witherspoon to play, um, but, but they can't stop anybody. I am worried about this Seahawk defense. Now they did get a key turnover that kind of shifted the momentum. They, they got that uh, that fumble, and they recovered that fumble, and they, they also got that got that pick six too, right? Yes, they they ended Jared Goff's streak, so they did make some key plays when it mattered, but still can't stop the run, and uh, they're getting beat. The corners are getting uh, beat on these deep balls, so I, you know, I'm a little worried about the defense, but the effort was there. The offense looked a lot better. Geno looked like last year's Geno, so that's a good sign. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but first, this PSA, because it's Patriots Hate Week, according to my uh, my tag here, we got to play this PSA from our good friend, Wise El Jefe. The following is a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. Boston. This has been a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. And we're going to take the first commercial break of this edition of No Credentials Required. Stay tuned. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve 
for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks, for the best coffee around, veteran-owned, veteran-operated, just overall good dudes and dudettes at invadercoffee.com. Get yourself some some of that uh, good old good old co- air, ro- air roasted coffee. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the let's see what they have. Let's just take a gander and see what they have available right now. They got the Wake the Bones blend, which is their espresso blend, the Outsider blend, which is their dark roast, the Breaking Case of, emer- of Emergency. That's really good stuff too. Uh, they don't have their pumpkin pecan right now. It's currently oh, I am waiting showing sold breath. out. Oh but, no! But, but tomorrow. Tomorrow, Dustin, is officially the first day of fall, which means okay. which means you can bring out the pumpkin spice, folks. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, you can. Do that's it. on you. That's on you if you want it. But visit the link in the description, which is our affiliate link. You can enter promo code BellyUp at checkout and you get fifteen percent off your order. And Invader Coffee gets the most co- most coveted, no credentials required seal of approval. <laughs> no, there I will not is. make the noise. good old old puppers all right moving quickly we're going to go over to the most notable performance i'll lead off with this one the new york giants were left for dead b-e-d dead (laughs) in their game against the arizona cardinals down 20 to nothing at halftime they're down 28 to 7 at one at one point in the third quarter and then the rally started the rally started and it was all thanks to quarterback Daniel Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, 26 of 37, 321 yards, two touchdowns, helped drag the Giants out of a 21-point deficit to lead them to a 31-28 victory. It was the it was the largest comeback by a Giants team in a football game since 1949. And I know there were plenty of notable performances around the NFL, but to me, the way that Danny, that Danny Dimes bounced back after the Giants had been held scoreless for the first six quarters yeah. of this season, he throws that long bomb on the first play of the third quarter on the first possession of the third quarter for the uh, for the New York Giants. They get back into things and then just kept scoring, kept scoring, kept scoring, and I don't know. You could say that the Arizona Cardinals defense was not that impressive. But then again. We really didn't think of anything about the Arizona Cardinals this season anyway. Mm-hmm. So Denny Dimes, New York Giants, huge comeback win. And he earns my most normal performance of this week. Dustin, what about yourself? Oh, well, I will say that that Giants game was almost the pick for my most entertaining game. And I'm glad for Giants fans everywhere that they came back. I, I was my brother, I, my brother, Jim, your Uncle Al. <laughs> yeah, I was about to I was about to do a wellness check on Uncle Al when yeah, the right. Cardinals were laying when the Cardinals were laying laying it down on him. But I will give a quick shout out to the Cardinals. They're they're playing hard just because yeah. their ownership gave up on the season doesn't mean that they are. Uh, no, so true. shout out to that, but my, I'll be very quick about my, uh, standout performance. It's that Dallas defense. They're the real deal. Whether the Dallas Why Raiders, you bring the hard liquor out for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the real deal. Whether, whether, uh, whether the Dallas haters want to say it or not. And I would categorize myself. I'll, I'll say it on the show. I have been a Dallas hater. What's one of the sayings I said? Cowboys are going to cowboy. That means they're always going to find a way to lose when playoff time rolls around or the football gets important. Uh, That's irrelevant because their defense is the real deal, and they're going to be a problem if the defense continues to play like this. The defense has 10 sacks through the first two weeks of the seasons. They had three interceptions in this game, uh, one fumble recovery, three sacks in this game. Uh, against your beloved New York Jets. I'm sorry, Ryan. Two by Micah Parsons. He's looking like an absolute game wrecker to start the season. This Dallas defense is for real. Ten sacks in two weeks. That's five a game average. I can do quick math. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys had an ama- an outstanding game plan on both sides of the ball because they were put. They're making the Jets' the offensive line look absolutely ordinary uh, less than ordinary 
to put it put to put it kindly, and their offensive game plan. Yeah, throwing those throwing those getting the ball out quickly for Dak, getting the ball out quickly, uh, using the screen uh, when the Jets were coming on were coming on the blitz. Only one sack this this past week for the Jets mm-hmm. and their uh, and their defense. And I think they could have turned things around if Sauce Gardner had that pick six in the yep. second quarter. That would have turned that game around. Yeah, I thought he was going to pick that ball. He he ended up. I think he just you know he just didn't catch it. He did bat it down. It was a great play. But that if he caught that, nobody was getting to him. Nobody was. He was gone. He was a goner. He was a goner. Actually, we did have a couple qu- couple comments in the comment section from our buddy Wise El Jefe, who we played the PSA before. He <laughs> says, "Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Wise. Uh, it's definitely Patriots week, so f Boston." <laughs> uh, Walk on the scene says, "Better roster: Jets minus Rogers or Bengals minus Burrow?" Actually, that's a great question. So we're going to go to our hottest individual take of the week. And Dustin, I know you've got a take about the Cincinnati Bengals. I do. I do. Uh, the concerns, people could tell me that it's early in the season. They could say it's too early and Joe Burrow's going to turn it around. Well, he might not get the chance to, cause he might not play. Yeah. Uh, but also the Bengals didn't score their first offensive touchdown until two minutes and 34 seconds left in the third quarter of their second game of the season. Okay. Bengals are in some real trouble, especially in that division, because the Ravens look to be better than I thought they would be. And if the Browns can get it together somewhat with that running attack, that mod- that that changed running attack now with the unfortunate injury to Nick Chubbs, um, and also if Deshaun Watson somehow becomes half of the player that he used to be, I think they're going to be in trouble, and the Steelers looked better this week. So, I mean, the Bengals are in some real trouble. When your offense takes that long to score with all of the weapons that you have, you got some big problems. Well, I would argue, uh, and any Pittsburgh Steelers fan would kind of argue about their offense because they do not like Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator uh, so far. I saw a sign. I saw a sheet that said fire Canada. And I thought to myself, wow, we're really <laughs> harsh to our neighbors in the North. <laughs> want to fire Canada. Dang. Yeah. But I, I would say, I would have to think that the, uh, the, the, at least the Pittsburgh defense is playing well. The offense has kind of got off to a slow start, mm-hmm. but that division is also a tough division. My hottest individual take this week is that I continue to be correct <laughs> about a certain coach in Los Angeles. And no, it is not Sean McVay. It is Brandon Staley. Or as I like to call him now, Brandon Staley Field, because he helped make an 11-point <laughs> lead disappear. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that when his career is done as a, as a head coach in the NFL, he's got a career in Vegas waiting for him as a magician. Yeah. Because he makes leads disappear. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The Chargers schedule does not get any easier. They play the Vikings this week, who are just as desperate as they are to, for, to get a win. They got my Jets coming down the road on a Sunday night game. Uh, they got, they have the they play the Chiefs. I believe they play the Raiders, who are not as bad as they were as they appeared to look on Sunday against the Bills. They were actually hanging in with them early, and then the wheels just kind of fell off. Yeah. But again, I. I continue to be absolutely positively correct about Brandon Staley and how he should not be a he should not be a coach in the NFL, and he's absolutely wasting this. He's wasting this roster. This yeah. roster is so talented. They yes. have so much talent on this roster on both sides of the ball, on both offense and defense. I haven't seen enough of their special teams to really warrant an opinion about them, but they're so talented. There's so much talent on both sides of the ball. They can't put a complete game together. And they haven't been able to do that since last year in the wild card. Yeah. And, and, and they have disputably, I would say that most people would probably agree that Justin Herbert is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. There's quarterbacks mm-hmm. out there better than he is, but he's still young. He's got a lot of talent. And they are squandering the window with these players because Austin Eckler isn't going to last forever. 
He's nope. at he's at a position where he gets a lot of usage, and they typically age fast. And uh, I we had well, we'll give you a glimpse of how the sausage is made. You and I texted a little bit about this because <laughs> because you said you said that he was a, magi- a magician, and I said that all I had written in my no- notes is Chargers find a way to lose again with two explanation two exclamation points after it. Mm-hmm. But I said. You have been 100% right about Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is the anti uh, – I got to remember some of the coaches that I used. But he he coaches to not lose games. He doesn't coach to win games. And he is the anti – Bill Belichick always has faith in his system. He always mm-hmm. is going to use his system, stick to his guns. And even a coach that I have been extremely hard on on this program – you Art, said hard on. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, now, uh, <laughs> I have been extremely firm with on the show. <laughs> Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith yeah. has made some decisions yeah. that I don't agree with, but at least he sticks by them. And when people question them, he comes out and he's like, basically says, F you, I am doing this. And the difference is he's winning games with it. You know, so for as much as I continue to rail against Arthur Smith and and leaving a Cadillac, a couple of Cadillacs in the garage all the time, he's winning and he's not he is not deviating from his system. So, you know, it's it's Brandon Staley is the opposite of that. He coaches scared. Yep. And there's why saying pause. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll he'll attest to this, too. I, I've said it on Snowman. I said it on this show. I'm going to continue to say it. Brandon Staley is the Aaron Boone of the NFL. <laughs> and Aaron Boone is the Brandon Staley of Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's true. The Boone. Boone. Ooh, now you're reeling Arthur Smith? Oh, yeah. No, I'm all over the place. Maybe I had one too many Peronis at uh, dinner. But... <laughs> is that is that cannoli cake getting to your getting, oh, to, your, yeah. getting to your getting to your veins? Yeah, <laughs> like the Ultimate Warrior. Fucking straight to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> that All was right, a Barney. terrible. Yeah, that was a terrible party. I've done it better than that before. I can't perform under the bright lights. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, we got we got a little bit of freeze frame action going. <laughs> oh man, oh. <laughs> are we losing our co-host or our our intrepid host? Rather, is Ry Stradamus no longer on these airwaves? I think we might have lost him for a second. But uh, man, I'm all over the place. But I agree with Ryan about Brandon Staley. I don't know how he has a job in the NFL, NFL still. Um, I never want to see anybody lose their job, but he just, you, you put it perfectly. He is wasting this roster. Yeah. Wasting. All it. right. We're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about what we're looking forward to in NFL week trace or Twa <laughs> or Trey or whatever you want to call it. We call yeah. it week three. Stay tuned. We got more no crunches required for you. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tool for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. That is right, folks. Manscaped.com. Use promo code BELLY20 at checkout. You get 20% off your order plus the free shipping. And I can attest to the beard hedge trimmer. Look at this beard. Yeah, it's looking fresh, man. Looking fresh. It's freshly trimmed. I use the beard shampoo. I use the beard conditioner. You get all the accoutrements, all those nice accoutrements with with the beard hedge trimmer. 
Also get yourself the lawnmower 4.0 uh, uh, manscaping kit. Get yourself the uh, weed whacker nose trimmer. All these products. You got amazing products from manscaped.com. And again, use promo code belly20 for 20% off your order plus free shipping. And Manscaped also gets the no credentials required. Where is it? There it is. The no credentials required seal of approval. The puppers. There so he is. <laughs> he's not the mascot of this program, but he's a he's mm. an he's an he's mascot adjacent. Yeah, he's made the podium of mascots. You know, I, I probably put you know. Obviously, we have our official mascot tag along. Then, mm-hmm. then, then next, I probably put him. I probably put him next. He's the silver medalist. And then, you know, wait for the holidays. We got mm-hmm. Annabelle coming back. <laughs> yep, we're like we're like the Tri City Valley Cats of the of internet shows. We've got at least we've got three mascots. Like, yeah. yeah, you got you got what Southpaw. Yeah, Howdy the Rat. Yep. The 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 pig, the, the that pig for the barbecue. Yep. And they also and had they Pappy. also had, and you have Pappy too. Yeah. And and for a little while, I'm not sure if they're still doing this, but. Not only did they have Rowdy the Rat, they had the short-lived Rudy the Rat. Remember Rudy? Oh, yeah, Rudy it, the Rat. Yeah, yeah. Some hardcore River Rats fans will remember that one. That's, they tried that's to get... right. That's right. <laughs> hey, Tri-City Valley Cats, hit us up. We're always, wel- we're always welcome to have uh, any Tri-City Valley Cats on here. Oh, yeah. All right, NFL Week 3. We're looking forward to to c- conclude this Oh, close to hour of no credentials required. Talk about the most intriguing matchup uh, for me. I've got, of course, the Patriots and the Jets. 14 games in a row. The Jets have lost to the Patriots. Will the streak end this week? God, I hope so. Uh, yeah, uh, for you. <laughs> because I am so sick of hearing from my friends who are Patriots fans hanging over my head. Every single time, oh, we own you. We own you. 14 in a row, blah, blah, blah. I want that to end. I want that to end this week. Please, please, Jets, do it. Make it happen, please. For for your sake, I hope this happens. I hope this happens, sir. And plus being 2-0 in the the division wouldn't hurt either. No, yeah, for sure. You got to win those divisional games. They help late in the season. Yep, that's for sure. Dustin, what's your most intriguing matchup this week? Oh, for me, uh, my most intriguing matchup. It's kind of a it's it's kind of a dig, but well, not a dig. I'm jumping. I'm jumping here. My most in, intriguing matchup matchup is the Buffalo Bills versus the Washington Commanders, and it's because of where these two teams are. One, I want to see if the Commanders are are for real. I want to see if they are actually improving. I want to see how their defense holds up against a team that is very good in the Buffalo Bills, I think. But I will say I don't think the Bills are quite as dominant as they have appeared in recent seasons. I think they've regressed a little bit, and I think Josh Allen – I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing out there, but I think he's he's regressing a little bit. So I'll be very interested to see because I want to see can one team kind of right the ship, even though they they beat the Raiders last week. I, I still think yeah. Buffalo needs they need to prove that they they they've still got it. And for me, it would serve as an effective measuring stick to see where the Commanders are because they they've impressed me in the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see if the Buffalo can can match up their offense against or that defense again against that offense and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting to see if Josh Allen is. I mean, I I thought his Josh Allen was regressing. The best way to again the Jets are the kryptonite for Josh Allen. They yeah. just whoever's playing them that week just needs to watch Monday night's film. That's, that's yeah, what I say about. Because he looked very pedestrian in that game. Yeah. All right. Desperation City. And I feel I have a feeling we're on the same wavelength for this part of <laughs> segment, Dustin. Uh, we both have the the Chargers and the Vikings for Desperation City. Both coming 0-2 in this game, being mm-hmm. 
U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. For me, which which head coach will find a way to blow it for his team? Yeah. Still on Brandon Staley. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the smart money with this one. I think that's the smart money um, because both of these teams kind of have that. Yes, Wonko is on our same wavelength. Chargers versus yeah. Viking for Week Three. I think it's the or, oh he's got it as his most intriguing. He's matchup. got his most intriguing I, matchup. I get yeah, that. we both have. We I get it too. Yeah. 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 But uh, we have it because you and I are on the same wavelength. And I, but I at least think the Vikings are – they know that their rushing attack has been putrid, and they just went out. I, I was just reading before the show. They traded for Cam Akers today. So I'm, yep. not, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure that he'll be the cure for what ails you, but at least the Vikings are trying to address some of their problems. And mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski has shown – or wait, no. Who's the coach? He was the old Vikings. O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah. O'Donnell has shown that he can be a competent coach um, in in certain situations. I mean, look at how many games the Vikings won last year in spite of that horrific defense they had. Um, Kevin O'Connell. Yes, Kevin O'Connell. That's where I got crossed. Both of them are named Kevin, and Stefanski used to be in Minnesota, so that's where I crossed it here. But – he has at least shown that his offense works. His game plan can work. And he has actually, if you watch the quarterback, he worked with Kirk Cousins. He said, Kirk, there were, there were periods where he said, Kirk, what play do you like here? And he let Kirk Cousins call the plays that he was most comfortable with in, mm-hmm. in clutch situations to try to win the game. And he had faith in his players. That's the thing. Uh, Brendan Staley, I think his coaching style shows that he doesn't trust his defense to stop anybody, and he doesn't trust his offense to win the game and close it out late in games. But, yeah, each of these teams kind of have a similar DNA. They always seem to lose these close games. So that, for me, is Desperation City. Whichever team comes out of here with a win will go a long way in trying to write their season, and the other one will be in real trouble. I still think Brandon Steele is going to have a big lead. And he's going to blow it late. <laughs> he's going to make this lead disappear. Disappear. <laughs> the we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game. Game of the week. Uh, Dustin, I'll have you lead off. All right. Because mine's going to be surprising for a lot of people. Okay. All right. All right. For me, I will say that Bears versus Chiefs. I mean, come on, come on. And now my Justin, the Justin Field quotes that have come out uh, today um, only amplify my feelings about this game. You've already got, it's early in the season. He's already questioning the coaching. He's saying that they're making him play too robotic. Uh, He needs to play free and he needs to say, F it. I'm going out there and going to play like me, which he is a dynamic player, but that's not a good sign. I think that this this game could be over in the first quarter against the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a clip of Dan Orlovsky breaking down Justin Fields' play, and how can you say that the the coaches are holding you back and having you play robotic when you can't find an open man, or you're not recognizing coverage and you're taking a sack or mm-hmm. having to run for your life every single time? So. Yeah, it's not. So and now, and now, Kansas City has has their main uh, pass rusher back. It's Chris Jones. Be, yep. yeah, it's going to be a big problem. Yep, going to be a big, especially against that line. My castor oil drink of the week, game of the week, <laughs> is Broncos Dolphins, and oh. I'll tell you why. I'll All tell right. you why. There's two reasons. First off, it's the Dolphins' home opener. They played the first two weeks of the season on the road. They've won twice on the road. They're back home. They, they're going to have the, the Denver Broncos in the sun on that sideline uh, for that stadium that I'm pretty sure Don Shula is still laughing in hell about, uh, <laughs> where the sun coverage is on the visiting team and not their side of the ball. Also, this is a revenge game for one Vic Fangio, who was at one time the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. So this is a revenge game for him. He's going to have revenge on his mind. 
And I'm pretty sure that Sean Payton, uh, who should keep Nathaniel Hackett out of his mouth, is going to go 0-3 after this game. And I'm pretty sure that, that the Dolphins are going to have a fun day going to 3-0 and against this Denver Broncos team. I think you might be right about that one. And uh, a little side note to Sean Payton. Hey, you're smarter than me. You know more about football than I'll ever know. But uh, a little piece of unsolicited advice. Stop with the onside kick. It was cute (laughs) when you did it in the Super Bowl, you know. But now you're, like, trying to make it your trademark thing. It's dumb. Stop it. This is not arena football, Sean. Yeah, yeah. You can pull it off a lot of times in arena football. You can't do it so much in the NFL. All right. Our player to watch in week three, then we'll wrap things up. Uh, I've got Sam Howell. Sam, all right, sorry. Let me say it right. Sam Howell of the Washington <laughs> Commanders. He has performed some pretty, pretty wicked magic over the first two weeks of the season, especially last week in Denver. And I want to see if we can continue this magic against a really, really tough Bills defense mm-hmm. uh, who gave – who is – they're bend but not break. Once you get inside the red zone, they're very yeah. hard to score against. They I do. want to see what – I want to see what Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell are working on uh, for this week and see if that trend continues and if Washington can get to 3-0. and uh, what about you? What about you, Dustin? Who's who are you watching in week three? Uh, well, it should come as no surprise if you've tuned in on my during my intender, uh, my my entire tenure on this fantastic program. But I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with Baker Mayfield because I'm starting oh. to think I'm starting to think that I was just a year too late on his fu energy and he was coming in. But <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, if he can do what he's been doing so far against the Philadelphia Eagles, then I'm going to say Baker's cooking again, baby. He's back. He's back. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be able to do it against the Eagles. But it is it is a player I will be keeping my eye on one Baker Mayfield because if he plays well against this Philadelphia Eagles defense and this team, I'm going to say it. Baker's back. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, he's playing. He played confident in week one. Definitely played confident week two. That defense is that defense ain't no joke either. Yeah. So it's gonna be. I think that game on Monday night, another Monday night doubleheader because of the because of the the actor strike and the writer strike. Mm-hmm. We now have games on. We have not had doubleheaders on Monday night. So uh, for the time being, at least. Um, but it's gonna, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. It's going to be a very – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, to be honest with you, because both defenses are are that good, mm-hmm. are that good. Although the Eagles had some issues with uh, with the Vikings on Thursday night. But the Bucks run a pretty simple offense. But I want – but I want to see – I want to see – yeah, I want to see what Baker Mayfield can do uh, against the Eagles on Monday night. That's going to be a very – that's going to be a pretty entertaining game for sure. All right. We're going to take off this week. We'll be back on Tuesday for another edition. But before we go, just want to remind you on Twitter, Instagram, scarcely use TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. Again, we're at 297 subscribers. We're three away from 300. We want to get there by the end of the month. So please tell a friend, let a friend know about this program. tell Tell them to subscribe. We would love if you do that. On the podcast side, for the audio side, subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, rate and review. Five stars is the number of stars that we would love to have you rate and review if you can on your preferred platform. Oh, 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 we got an update. We've got breaking news. We've got breaking news. Here we go. Got to play it. We are now two away. Oh, away from the Magic Three Hundred. Yes. All right. Thank so, you guys for that update. Thank you for that, for that breaking news. You can go back to smoking your. You can go back to smoking your blunts now. Um, <laughs> no joke. He he likes to smoke. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I remember from our brunch episode, which I'd like to do that again. I'd like to do that yes. again sometime. Yes, absolutely. We'll get we'll, we'll get a special panel together for. Uh, for a Saturday brunch episode. But anyway, yeah. rate and review. Five stars. Review review if you can. 
But in the meantime, thank you for watching or listening to No Currencies Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're we presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. And F the Patriots. Ha, ha, ha.